Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Plenty of stories today. I don't know if any is top of mind. I mean, it's all about the coronavirus. But I will say that getting back to our routine, it is Share the Show Tuesday. That is always a great time to kind of turn somebody new onto this show. We're Because drive time has been illegally banned, we need a little boost here. We're also continuing to do this show every single day, 30 minutes. And if you sign up as a patron on Patreon, you get 15 minutes extra every single day. So that's also a little bit of a treat. I have to say, my spirits are a little down. I really love doing this show. I love to keep the sanity up. I've noticed that people who have signed up as patrons recently have made the comment or sent us emails. You can send us emails at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. If you have a product you want to advertise, just shoot us an email directly. So we don't have to go through the system. (laughs) We like to prefer fans. We can extra promote the product, but I've noticed that people have made the comment that like, thank God you guys are still doing this because you're keeping me sane. And I think I like really understood that now because people in my own life who know me, who talk to me like regularly, you know how much research I do, you know my evaluation, I've been way ahead of this thing. I've seen it unfold. I would have to say I have some credibility in analyzing propaganda and still like people I know are freaking paranoid and they're driving me crazy. Yeah. And my life is getting disrupted and it's just, it's very hard. It's very hard on people like my son who's has Down syndrome. Like you really, it takes freaking years to figure out every kid's unique, especially kids like that to figure out like resources you can use communities, ways to keep them occupied. I mean, this is not a kid who can be left to his own devices. You can't tell him to clean his room or, you know, you can do it. You can help him, but like, it's not like you can, it's painstaking to to get this kid in a routine, to get him activities, and it's been so completely disrupted. It's just, and he doesn't really understand it. He's worried about it. Like, the only thing that makes him feel better, and I never said it was fake, I don't say it's fake, is that he thinks it's fake. Like, in his mind, he's like, nobody's going to die. This is fake. You can't say this. You know, it's like really upsets him. Yeah. So, like, my my own, like, personal scene is definitely getting a little stale. And you probably don't have as much help. Because I have no help. It's so annoying. In. And I mean, people aren't allowed to come in. They won't come in. I'm like reaching out. I had a, you know, volunteers like who might be willing to come. They're prohibited from coming. And these are just people who like give the kids some companionship because it's, you know, he likes to think that he has some like friends and stuff, but he can't. And his actual, actual friends are kind of immune compromised. You really don't, even in the best of times, you don't want to introduce them to any kind of outside bug. But I, after 14 days or however long, we're, we're going to go more than 14 days. What bugs are people circulating at this point? I mean, is the idea that somebody in your house brought it in and you didn't catch it from that person for 13 days and then you need to then sit around for another 14 days? I mean, it's excessive. That's what I'm curious about with Chris Cuomo, who was just diagnosed with the coronavirus. <laughs> I guess that he has not been socially distancing i'm not even trying to make light of it oh I'm yeah just, I'm gen- my first thought no, was it, i thought he was broadcasting from his basement for the past three weeks or whatever how did he end up with it oh I, that's I, a great i seriously am curious if he went out if he did go out somewhere and do something then, then oh you know what they're gonna say i guarantee you they're gonna say it came from food 
It came from like someone touching the oh, packaging yeah. of your food. But right. I'll tell you. They've had the stories te- about that. There are stories about that? There's been stories warning about packages coming from Amazon. Because yeah, that's what my food. husband said. He said, that's how you're going to keep getting it. And I'm like, you know how these kind of things work. Like stuff that, that transmits aerosol. Like there's d- viruses, or bugs, whatever, don't have like multiple means of transmission. There's blood contact there's body fluid contact there's like the stuff the stuff that's that's uh, exasperated or whatever, aspirated that you breathe into people's faces that's why you have that six foot thing it's it's a very very distant second that you would touch something and it has to be very quickly that the thing can actually give you a respiratory illness from a package that you touch that somebody else touched i mean it's really really it is not going to start like a resurgence like that but they are going to say it because that'll cut down on like getting food delivery and stuff whatever they're doing they're ready to level up they're going to say stuff like that but the whole chris cuomo thing like still makes me laugh because the day i (laughs) i remember discovering this is somebody who grew up in new york when his father was the governor now his brother's the governor and he's the guy who's keeping an eye on the government like he's the press yeah his brother's been going on first amendment function (laughs) every night his brother's been going on his show and it's just watching two brothers big it's funny to watch it's clearly a it's clearly done on purpose so people to drive up ratings but yeah, just, I heard Andrew Cuomo. I saw a headline that said, oh, you were always the meatball of the family. And I'm like, no, he was Fredo. Remember he punched that guy for calling him Fredo because yeah. Fredo's the dumb one. <laughs> but uh, but I've been saying, uh, like they say all this stuff and I just say, like they're introducing these policies and I just ask the same thing over and over again. When can we find the data that you definitely collect anyway? You're not, it's not like you're, like I said, when are we going to get the data like month to month, year over year, country by country, state by state, whatever you want to give me of colds, flus, pneumonias, their incidents and their death rates and whatever. So I want that stuff. It's not whatever. That's exactly what I want. And people say they're a little busy. Like they're not too fucking busy. They've been, they have get $6 billion a year. It's primarily information. They have an intelligence unit at the CDC. That information, pneumonia is one of the top 10 causes of death year in and year out. They should have all of that data. They have it. They make it hard to find or they're not showing it to us or whatever. But I want to know the data. Somebody's making decisions based on data and a cost-benefit analysis. And I want to know what that data is and what the analysis looks like because they're causing damage, destruction, death, hardship all over the place because of their policies and there needs to be some accountability. And meanwhile... They suspended the First Amendment from top to bottom, from top to bottom. And now, and I thought, as soon as I I realized that yesterday, I said that on the air, but then I was like, you know what? Every politician in the whole freaking world is probably getting a memo or a secret, you know, communication, a little SOS signal, a little nautical flag that says, get your wish list together because the First Amendment is being suppressed. They cannot protest, they cannot assemble. We've got an ironclad hold on all communications. It's digital, it's monitored, it's censored, whatever you wanna do. And as that thought occurred to me, I'm not kidding, occurred to me this morning, right before we went here, it crossed my screen. It said, Trump asks for $2 trillion infrastructure bill. And I just tweeted yesterday, don't forget, the only thing this guy mentioned the day he was elected was infrastructure spending. That was this guy on Donald Trump's wish list. This is your this is your Batman. I've been wondering <sighs> when infrastructure was going to be pushed yeah. because I've been presuming that stuff is being built and stuff's being put in place while everybody's at home. If you don't really have any way to go out and look at it, 
or to go out and citizen journalists right now are not considered essential. If you're a citizen journalist, you're not going to be considered essential. If you're although CNN, I'm getting lots of pictures of 5G towers going up or some kind of activity. So out there. there's definitely activity going on while people are at home, while there's less eyes on things, and that and I haven't of, gone out in. I, I can't remember the last time I went out. Like I, I'd be surprised if my car starts. Yeah, I would. So out I'm not keeping day. an eye on anything. Although I am watching the spraying, and they're doing it after dark and before the sun comes up. Yeah. So, so what flights are? Why are there more flights at night? This whole messaging campaign, and I've said this before, but I want to reiterate it, is eerily similar to what you read about the messaging campaign that happened prior to World War One. Prior to us entering World War One and during World War One, headed up by Edward Bernays and by the Committee on Public Information, read the book How We Advertise America. That book is a whitewash. However, even the whitewash yes, is evidently yes. clear. I love limited hangouts because if you just apply a little discernment, you get a lot of real information yeah. out of it. The Committee on Public Information was the first large-scale organized propaganda campaign for the U.S. government. And that book, it, it, you see how they get all of these companies and the media and newspapers and everybody to echo the exact same talking point over and over and over again. From you, You're getting blindsided by it everywhere you look, on the internet, on the radio, on the TV. You're hearing it from your friends. You're getting it in emails. You're getting it and from creating Sesame Street now. Emiss emissaries. And I, I actually coined a term a while back, years ago. There's this expression, manufacturing consent. It's a, a Noam Chomsky thing but which I is think a playoff kind of, of Edward Bernays and Walter Lippmann's yeah. engineering yeah, it's, yeah it was definitely off of that but I coined manufacturing advocacy yeah that's good manufacturing advocacy because seeing. the tweeps who are pressuring me to shut up and stop asking for data and saying go get a vaccine and, and this is the crazy part is that those people it is obvious to me that they're liberals yeah I can tell by how they react to my demand for science and my desire to have a healthy lifestyle under my own control, which used to be things from the left, are being shouted down from the left. Shame. And that's, and that's what the, uh, the Atlantic article that I got, somebody texted it to me, tweeted at me. It was in my feed of like five top stories. It said you're, it, there was blue and red, like who's wearing the masks and who aren't. And it was all about like the old white Republican laughing and shaking hands openly and all that kind of stuff. And these are the guys who are vulnerable, right? And then the young, responsible communists, whatever, that are getting in law, you know, get, getting in their, in their uh, lockstep and uh, they're horrified by the irresponsible behavior of these right wingers, and the and the whole story ended with with a a quote from some reckless libertarian who's annoyed at the self righteous tweeps. Who was that? It was just some chick. Like they were talking to people, and like last one was like, "I love Ayn Rand and my freedom," and these self righteous idiots need to shut up. And then the guy is just like signs off because it's obvious that that person is a danger to society. I'm a little surprised. free will shaming. Yeah, I'm a little surprised it took this long to make it about that. I saw the same article pop up. The whole yeah. idea that everybody, the coronavirus is going to continue spreading because of these right wing conspiracy nuts. I did expect that more too. And all the Democrats and the liberals are. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but we're all going to die because of these conspiracy theorists, these fringe. That's right what leaders. it'll be. 
That's what it'll be. This should have been over after 14 days, but there are all these black market free willers out there causing round two. And that's why we need another stimulus package. Pelosi is already up on that. And the Fed is doing crazy stuff. There's a huge, huge article in the Wall Street Journal today about the stuff the Fed is doing, which is monetizing treasuries here, buying treasuries back with new, fresh, hyperinflationary money abroad. Although I don't, I think this is reinflating a deflationary debt bubble, but whatever. And buying corporate debt, which they're saying is like a little known provision. I don't know. It sounds illegal to me, but they are emphasizing the fact that these guys had no time to think, dot their I's, cross their T's, analyze data. They just had to act, 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 come what may. And of course, that's absolute recklessness. And they're saying that it comes from Powell's great confidence. And I've always said confidence is quite dangerous if you don't also have competence. So you need to. And of course, it's not that he's incompetent. It's that his his desires, his objects are different from ours. He's there dealing with a financial crisis that they precipitated. But in the Wall Street Journal, it says, well, well, we put the the markets into a uh, the equivalent of a medically induced coma as if this was this is all like a medical. And they talk about the the market seizing up and all this stuff. They didn't seize up. This was not spontaneous. This was policy driven. The virus itself did not cause the problem in the market. It was the policies, the fear of policies, all of that. The announcements, you can see it. Yeah, nobody's working anymore. Right. They they literally criminalized production and consumption and then hyper-stimulated money and business, whatever, fiscal and monetary stimulus. It's absolutely crazy. But I did coin a new phrase, panic policy panic policy, because that's how stuff's done now. It's like everything is a black swan event. Everything is a red flag law in response to a specific mass shooting. Everything is is uh, anecdotal, anecdotally driven. And the data that we're being offered is stuff like scare videos. The one that Dean tweeted us was at CBS News put this scare video up of like these overcrowded hospitals in New York. Oh, the ones and that it, were pictures it, from somewhere else? Yeah, Italy. Yeah, I, I did see that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wrong, well, that's what he sent us. Italy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's wrong. I said that's what, exactly what they intended to do. And I want to know what's going on in that little town in Italy. Come on. Come yeah. on. Well, I have a couple interesting questions that I saw raised in an article written by a woman from South Korea. And I will tell you about them right after this. With no sports to watch or games to bet on, the presidential election is the only competition still running. I checked with my bookie, and they're taking action on the outcome. Right now, it looks like it's going to be Trump versus Biden. However, if you take a shot on Bernie Sanders getting the nomination, 100 bucks will win you 800 My bookie has odds on everything political. From what they're going to say in the debates to the next terrorist to be captured, MyBookie.com has it all. Join now and start winning huge today. Visit MyBookie.ag, that's MyBookie.ag, and use the promo code BINKLEY, B-I-N-K-L-E-Y, all caps, for a 50% deposit bonus. At MyBookie, you can bet on anything. All right, so there's this woman named Victoria Kim, a writer for Star Magazine, and she wrote an article that was about whether or not when this is over, are we going to go back to being social and interactive with people, human touch, or is this going to just expedite a theme, a trend that's already happening? And that's social isolation, 
falling into the digital world, not needing human touch. And she raises a good question. Here's what she says. It's a grand social experiment of unprecedented scale. When we emerge from weeks or months of distancing from one another, will we crave and relish human contact or realize how comfortably we can live without it? What will that do to us? I think that's an interesting... I think, are people going to rush back out to go party? And is there going to be a kind of a baby boom after the coronavirus? Maybe one during as well? But <laughs> There should definitely be one during. Is there going to be one? Uh, I would say... I think it depends where her, the reason that she's asking is because she's talking about in her country where she's from, South Korea, that the trend for a long time has been to socially isolate yourself. To well, that's what germophobia on, will on do. On a daily basis. They even have products they create about around social isolation that this has been happening for years, she says. And she's seeing that trend happen around the world. And she's wondering if this crisis is going to expedite that process in America as well, where everybody just goes into their corners and we just fully integrate into this digital Borg. Well, I guess I would say two things. One is... How much do they really understand human nature? Obviously, they've been doing this as experiments and see how people respond for a long time. It does vary from culture to culture, although cultures, I do not believe cultures are race-based. I think they're learned and can be changed and manipulated. I mean, or maybe they have genetic elements to it, which is why Mao killing like 100 million people literally changed the culture. The Cultural Revolution happened not only because he changed all the policies, but because he killed all the people who would have resisted, which can have a genetic element to it. I think the Hungarian Revolution was that, the Shia uprising was that too. People came out, identified themselves, and got slaughtered. So you can change cultures, and they can maybe veer towards that. This might be a little too dramatic for Americans, although Americans will, we have technology, I would say, does do that, and we can do it that way. But I also wonder how much, like, real control. I mean, everybody's, I, I, I've frequently gotten the criticism that I overestimate the control that they have, that the quote, they have. Now, I, I maybe I need to separate this out. They have total control over the propaganda. There's absolutely, they will kill you if you, if you don't stop, if you're too influential and you don't follow the script propaganda wise. I mean, I think Anthony Bourdain is an example of that and possibly Joan Rivers. But uh, and then you get Cheryl Atkinson, where what I did, which is fine with me. Like I don't care. T take me down. I'm not. I'm not changing the world anyway. But when I see this financial crisis, so they precipitated this financial crisis because it was coming, and they wanted to control how it unrolled. But they couldn't really control that it didn't exist. I don't think they wanted. I mean, you could argue that they did, but I don't think they really wanted that. I think that this is such a complex system. And, and that debt crisis and stuff that came out of the European experiment, I think it came out of that, like the euro bonds, it's just a mess. And I don't think they could control that, but they want to con continue to control the political hierarchy. So they're, they're doing this to, and they can do it by controlling the message. But I think that's a sign that they actually do not have total control over this, like the system that's so complex. It's like the Kaczynski book I'm reading. Like at a certain point, technology not only disconnects us from our kids, but it disconnects the technocracy from the control of the society going forward. I think that the like the financial markets, the derivative markets stuff might be so complex. First of all, that only machines can run it. That is true. And Kaczynski anticipated that. 
but it might be that they can't even control where it goes. Yeah, I think that they do have a, well, you're right, they definitely have control over the propaganda mechanism, but I don't think there's a way to completely control everything. I think it gets and like human nature, culture. Yeah, right. but they can really control culture with the technology, with the propaganda. Like does people think like I think policy and propaganda has an impact on culture. People will say the opposite. Oh, no, it's a pull. I think Breaking Bad is a perfect example that it's a push, not a pull. HBO wouldn't pick up Breaking Bad because there wasn't enough sex in it. So it went to like AMC and it had no sex in it. And it was the greatest ranked TV show in history. I didn't know that's why they didn't pick it up. Yeah, that's their stated reason of why they did not pick it up. And they they always say people want sex, but that just proves that they, they force people to see the sex and the violence. All those shows are just unbearably. I have to quit watching it sometimes. They want Walter White showing his Whatever. backside. I don't think they wanted Walter White showing anything. I think they just want stuff that has sex in it. If it doesn't lend itself to sex, it's not, or violence. Well, that would explain use, Westworld. Yeah, I, exactly. That's the message they want to send. And I'm just saying they act like culture is a pull, but it's not. I don't think it is. I think it's a push. Yeah, I think another question that is starting to be raised and people are going to start to, people are getting restless. Some people are staying at home. I mean, most people are staying at home like they're being told to. A lot of people are getting restless about it and it's going to reach a point where they aren't going to do it anymore. Like you said, how long do you have to stay at home to not get the virus? Of course, they'll blame that on the few people that, that go out and do something. They'll say it's your fault, it's continuing to spread. But eventually, the question has to be raised is, are there going to be riots? Hold on. There's a few things from that. One thing that they'll do then is start cutting back on essential services or like take out food. They're going to say there is still some contact. They're already talking about shutting down 911 centers. I've heard stuff about electricity, water. You know, I just feel like they're going to say, hey, there's still human beings showing up, interacting. So that'll be phase two still where they people really touching their faces. Yes, they they still touch their faces. They they don't touch your face, but <laughs> so um, would there be riots? They could start food shortages. They wanted the riots. Event two hundred one wanted the riots. So don't think that it's not part of the plan. Yeah, and uh, and Whole Foods has this like strike brewing where the workers want to continue to be paid. So you could have like a multifold thing going on there where it starts interrupting the food supply which would have like, if this is even just a social experiment, that would be interesting for them. But Whole Foods, which is owned by Amazon, the evil empire, one of several, the evil, uh, well, I don't know what you call a joint empire, an oligopoly, whatever. But the margins in grocery stores are notoriously low. I don't know if they're different now, but I used to do some bankruptcy restructuring, it was called. And when I was a high-yield banker, and then when high-yield bonds start going south and the economy goes down, you have to restructure them. So you're kind of a de facto bankruptcy banker a little bit. But I remember supermarkets were highly prone to the cycles. I don't really know why, but they're very they're just very competitive. The margins are low. So they really can't tolerate this kind of thing. Airlines used to be like that too. Maybe they still are. They're definitely getting bailouts. But if if the if Whole Foods says, okay, we will capitulate and continue to pay you full wages, their competitors cannot do that. They can't do it. And there will be social pressure to do it. 
these are essential services, and it could trigger that kind of shakeout, industry shakeout that will benefit Whole Foods. And then Whole Foods doesn't have to provide what it did to give it the advantage. It can cut back on, we don't do GMOs. Whole Foods will have a lot more market power, and then they can just fill the gap of like regular supermarket. I just, I feel like that there's something, if, if, when Amazon is involved, something's brewing, but food shortages might be part of like phase four or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Yeah, it's all going to help the big businesses, which you pointed out a long time ago. I think so. I want to bring up a story that relates to something that I mentioned yesterday. This is a headline from BuzzFeed. Their mom died of coronavirus. They had to say goodbye via walkie-talkie. They took her to the hospital. She was losing her battle to coronavirus, according to the article. And so, What else did she have? Does it say? Yes, it does. Sorry, I didn't mean to scoop you. They had a walkie-talkie set up next to her, and they said goodbye to her via (laughs) walkie-talkie. But then you go down, continue to read the article, find out she was a single mother of six, 42 years old, and a breast cancer survivor. I don't know how recently of breast cancer. I don't know if there had been remission there. I would be interested in what the actual written cause of death on the death certificate. Yeah. My friend who I was talking about the other day where they gave her an MRI and it just sent her into electrolyte delirium and then she died that night. Yeah. That was breast cancer. Yeah. I, so I, you can be pretty young and die of breast cancer is all I'm saying. Especially if you go to the hospital in the last days. Yeah. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because be careful if you go to the hospital. Yeah. This stuff, I believe this is really happening. People are not being let in to see their loved ones. In oh, yeah. And hospitals, and these hospitals are highly infectious. Like they have those terrible, you know, staff infections and that deadly pneumonia and stuff like it will. This is what I was reading. I was reading in a, it was an article of Rappaport or somebody, a few articles I was reading that said they're actually changing the protocols at the hospitals. So they're the reason like people are going to the hospitals and probably getting sicker because of it is that they're first of all, there's this panic. So you would normally have a flu or whatever. You would not go because, you know, it would pass. Now you're going to the hospitals and then the hospitals are having different protocols keep you in for two weeks or whatever. So like they're actually creating the shortages and that will further incubate these deadlier bugs, get more people to get them. I mean, there's definitely that impact. Yeah. So I would not just go rushing to the hospital if you feel like you have a strong cough and you feel freaked out because of the news. I would take precautions, definitely. But I would just be very, very thoughtful on a decision to take somebody you care about there on the the cost benefits this is how it works you what you they can do for you when you have a virus is pretty limited i think they can give you iv fluids if you're dehydrated but if this isn't a gi thing so you should be able to hydrate orally and then they you can all they can also uh give you the respirator if you're not getting enough oxygen so if you have shortness of breath or whatever that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not getting enough oxygen and if you are getting enough oxygen there they should not or will not put you on a ventilator anyway if there's a way to get your oxygen blood level tested at home which there is a way like they do it all the time yeah you put a thing on your finger if you yeah i don't know if you can do that but if you can then you'll know they really can't do anything for you and then you have this like risk of other of getting infected by other people which you're not going to get at home yeah go to cvs get one of those little things those little oxygenators that you put on the tip of your finger read your oxygen level read oh you can do it yourself 
You can test you can the, the oxygen blood levels pressure. in your blood, yeah. Yeah, I know you can do blood pressure, but I didn't know oxygen levels. So yeah, it's like just 10 that, bucks, I think, one of these This is things. part, all right, so that that's the kind of thing that you can do to help yourself be a little independently healthy. Yeah. Because they are changing protocols in response to the propaganda. And I haven't seen yet the data that connects what their decision-making, their decisions on policy to the data. I don't I don't see any of that. There's no reason I shouldn't have that information. We pay big money as taxpayers. We pay $6 billion to the CDC for starters. That data should be out there. I'm not seeing it. So I suggest trying to get some control over your own scene. Educate yourself. I yeah. did want to mention... Let me say one more thing about that. Yeah, yeah. If you it. are very sick, then do what you need to do and go... If somebody you care about is very sick, do what you need to do. Just talk to the hospital first. Maybe call them and find out what their policy is on visitation. Yes, I'm basing this on people, a few people that I know of, like a friend of a friend of a friend, whatever, in Europe. So two people in London and one person in Switzerland. person in Switzerland didn't go to the hospital. She's sure that's what it was. She was super, super, super sick. The other two people, one is in the hospital on a ventilator. I just, I don't know that person. I don't know anything about him. It's just like a friend of a friend of a friend. And then the other guy says he's super, super, super sick. He wants to go to the hospital, but they would not let him go to the hospital because his they came to his house, the paramedics, because they tested his oxygen level and it was fine. So I'm just basing it on cases that are considered to be coronavirus in real time today as being dealt with by the medical community, albeit in Europe. But I'm just telling you what I know because this is, you know, they're telling us this stuff. They want us to react to yeah. the information that's out there. I'm just reacting. But I agree with you. If, you. if you want to go to the hospital, if you feel like you're super sick and they can help you, go for it. Yeah. Just know the policy first. Yes. Know what you're getting yourself into. Like my mother will not go no matter how sick she is. Uh, but an AJC reporter tweeted now, the AJC is still owned by Cox. WSB used to be owned by Cox, and basically the day it was bought by Apollo and Leon Black, I got fired. This was four four shows into revealing the Event 201 novel coronavirus live simulation conducted by the CDC, which is in Atlanta, where my show was. But uh, she tweeted that, hey, what's going on here? There was a story about this hospital in, this, in our area having tents in the back, you know, coronavirus tents, and we did the story or somebody did the story and now the tents are gone. What's up? So she tweeted that. I retweeted it. But the article used to have pictures, I guess, the before and after pictures, but the picture is gone. So I just think that's interesting that it they, interesting. you know, I mean, just it, I, I meant to mention that when CBS showed the. You know, so now in response to empty hospitals, they're showing full hospitals. But right. there's already evidence that there's like media manipulation inherent in this anecdotal stuff. See, that's the thing. What are we making our decisions on? Scary videos coming out of China, not real data. So let's let's we've got lots more to talk about. We've got lots more to talk about in the patron 15. Yes, so patron 15. Let's keep it going. And maybe we'll we'll try to add, you know what? Let's have some fun with it. Let's let's talk about Sesame Street. Okay, great. I, I do want to quickly point out that there is an FBI alert today about Zoom bombing, something we talked about a week and a half ago. So 
And we might do the Zoom thing for patrons. Let's talk about that, go. too. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. or around 4 p.m. at thepropreport.com. We're still adjusting the times with the extra content. And if you want to get access to some of that extra content, which we post every day that we post a Drive Time News Blast, you can become a Patreon. A, a patron. Patron. A patron. Like a patron saint. There are patron saints. Saint. You can become a patron saint of the Propaganda exactly. Report for Perfect. just $5 a month to get access to that extra 15 minutes of DNB. And some other fun stuff. And We're working on it. some other fun stuff. And we will talk <laughs> to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>